if i'm taking away like one ore of that ship and replace it with the other is it still the same ship we can still say that yeah i mean it, it's uh, the entire ship is there is just one ore but at what point like if we keep on doing that continuing it at what point will it become a different ship which also kind of brings me to my next question is it divisive like is having an identity the only in that social context the only thing it really does is divide you from someone else like an indian from an american or hindu from a christian or something like that you know what i mean like a black person from a white person and the way you identify it only creates more barriers and more walls in the world like uh, to quote ago narrow domestic walls but what i mean to say is like is there anything better than that or like does it do any good so one is what you think about yourself the other is what others think about you and finally what you truly are hey curious people this is suraj here and i'm pratham so on this channel each episode is a random open ended conversation about some of the topics that have intrigued or fascinated us in the past we try to pick something that's interesting that we wondered about and bounce our thoughts off each other some this comes from the unique bit of experience that we've had through reading books or watching movies or just culture in general so in today's episode we're going to talk about identity so who am i what does it mean to be me or do we really know or understand us so i think this is one of those topics that i've pretty deeply thought about what about you yeah same i think uh, is it something that you kind of come across while growing up and think okay when you hear those words of identity and who you are so yeah given it a fair bit of thought come across random stuff from here and there cool cool awesome so i want to start this off with uh very small story and which is also kind of like a thought experiment so have you heard of ship of theseus i think it sounds a little familiar but go on okay so apparently this theseus was this greek guy and i think he was a hero who founded uh, athens uh, so this guy he had a ship and uh, he won so many wars and he came and he parked the ship so these people in athens they were protecting this ship and uh, because they were trying to preserve it for a really long time what they did was they were taking away old planks which were getting decayed and they were replacing it with the new ones and stronger and better timber in their places so after doing this uh, over a long period of time like many philosophers they started seeing this and they started thinking about identity if i'm taking away like one ore of that ship and replace it with the other is it still the same ship we can still say that yeah i mean it, it's uh, the entire ship is there is just one ore but at what point like if we keep on doing that continuing it at what point will it become a different ship or will it ever become a different ship so this was actually the thought experiment of the ship of theseus wherein like uh, how do you determine the true identity so yeah let me know about your thoughts on that yeah i mean uh, i think i have heard of it but mm-hmm. I think it goes into of what do you mean when you say is it the same ship are you defining it by its physical characteristics or I don't know it's something that I feel like it can't really be answered probably okay I mean that makes yeah. all of us probably but <laughs> <laughs> um I think I would say it's probably the same ship cuz I don't know I think if you replace a few parts of it it probably is the mm-hmm. same 
but yeah, I think to the other question, what you said, uh, you know, at what point does it become a new ship or a mm-hmm. different ship? I don't know. I, I don't think we can come up with an answer for that. I mean, the most obvious thing that I can think of is if more than half of it has changed, mm-hmm. then probably it's something different. Okay. But I think, like, what about the same question being applied to humans? Like, I know that we lose a lot of cells every day and every week and every month. And there's all those stats about your cells being constantly replaced. And yet you really don't kind of lose your identity, right? You're pretty much the same person. That's a little more like maintenance, Mm -hmm. which can be said for the ship as well, I guess. So, yeah, I think it would pretty much remain the same ship. What do you think? Okay. Uh, yeah, before answering that, there's actually an extension to this ship of Theseus problem. I'll, I'll tell you that. Um, uh, I think like many okay. people wouldn't have heard the second part of it. So let's say we're replacing the old ores with the new ones. And uh, let's say we're not discarding the old parts. We are accumulating all those old parts. And now for now, we have completely replaced the ship with new parts. And now, what if we build another ship using all the old parts that we have replaced uh, with? So, which is the actual ship of Theseus now? The one that we built from the extracted <laughs> old parts of it or the new one? Wait, so the the one that you're building now is like you've extracted all exactly. the old parts. Yeah, then I would say the one that you built now is the old ship. And the one that you replaced everything off, then I think it is a new ship and like a different one. Okay, but at what point would you say that changed? Because when when I would have replaced only one or two of those parts, the original ship's parts. Um, I don't know. Maybe like the main skeletal or framework of it. Probably that's when, you know, I I would have thought that okay, now it's like something that's you're building a new thing entirely. You don't need to replace anymore. You could have just built a new one, and that would probably take lesser effort. Okay. But yeah, it's an interesting question. Hmm. I actually, th- there is some sort of answer and the answer that probably I'm comfortable with and I've made peace with that answer, but I'll come to that later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but like, let me pose this question at you, like, from where does your sense of identity come? And, you know, I think it kind of goes against the bigger question of who am I? Mm-hmm. So would you say it comes from your memories, from your childhood, you know, does it come from your past or, uh, you know, what would you use to define it? Hmm. And then, like, I'll I'll kind of uh, come to a few other points that I want to make here. But what do you think about that? Okay, so from all the deep uh, pondering of thoughts, I think mainly it's like majorly it is memories, like every single memory that I've ever had, and um, that all those experiences that I have. I think it definitely is that, and I'm a, I'm the person who believes in the quantification of our uh, memories or brain itself. So I I know that you don't buy into the idea that we can probably, if we know all the neural structures of our brain or your brain, like we can map it uh, completely and it would become you. But I I believe that, like I think we can do that given the right technology. So. I strongly feel that if another entity which could hold memories is replaced with the exact same memories that I had, I, I, I think it would be me. Okay. Basically the ship thing again, but like with respect to a person's memories kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Again, the ship is like configurations, like ship is parts plus the configuration but of like those parts. From what you're saying, it's the same thing, right? Because you said that it's if you remap it to an entirely new 
this thing you say that it would be a replica of the same thing like it would be you yeah, so yeah. in a way again it is a configuration itself exactly okay okay because the reason i ask is like you know i was trying to get at is that all it takes to uh, you know define your identity because there's so much more right there's a parental identity there's a national identity there's a social identity there's a religious identity which is mostly not from your memories i mean kind of but it's more like it's thrust upon you you don't really get a choice in it or uh, know about it much you just kind of inherit that hmm so yeah like that's not really from i mean i wouldn't say it's really from your memories but maybe it is uh, of your experiences of going to temple or church or whatever and you know participating in a parade or celebrating some kind of a festival or holiday your cultural identity for instance okay or do you or do you think that those shouldn't qualify as identity at all no no definitely not see i think when you started with the, like the identity imposed by the country or the state or the laws of men that have made that i think that is not for for me it's like sort of like a pseudo identity because i didn't have a choice in that like i was just imposed uh those identities on me because i just happened to be born in india or born whatever in whichever place it is and wh- whatever uh, things that you told after that like i'll going to temples or the cultural part of it i think it would still be a part of the memory which i already buy into yeah but again that was also not your choice right you just experienced it so do you mean to say that Uh, okay let's say i was forced to go to i don't know a temple or a parade and because of which it kind of influenced my identity so are you asking does that still count that particular experience yeah, as yeah wow. because as in like you made the point that you don't choose it but what do you really choose as part of your identity right like what forms it uh, is what i'm trying to say and the interesting point about the memories part like i remember reading this one quote i think it was by an indian author i don't recall which Mm-hmm. but uh, i remember it was a she and and the quote went like uh, wherever you go becomes a part of you somehow okay so yeah i mean i think it kind of plays into the whole uh, memories childhood your experiences growing up and because like see for example right now you're living in a certain city and maybe you've lived there all your life and if you go to somewhere else you know and start living there you do get homesick that place that you call a home you identify with it mm-hmm. and you feel like you belong there you you want to kind of go back there or you feel like that that's where your identity is in a way i'm not sure if you feel that way but i'm just saying that like actually suddenly i thought of those lyrics from that song runaway by aurora take me home where i belong okay <laughs> <laughs> and so it kind of like at least that lyric uh, it makes me think whether i mean we're going off on a tangent here but like it makes me think you know whether that whole uh, thing about taking on an identity does it just come from a fear of not being defined where you kind of define yourself with okay this is who i am this is what my name is this is where i come from this is where i grew up and mm-hmm. if there was none of that like what are you you know what would you use to define yourself and that fear of not holding on to something not having something to express yourself with or mm-hmm. define yourself with that fear of uh, you know not having that secure place kind of makes you call whatever or wherever you came from home and you feel a sense of comfort there because things are so familiar that it really feels like it's a part of you 
which kind of takes me back to that quote do you do you see what i mean yeah yeah definitely actually when you were describing all this i was thinking about um if if something is imposed on us like something like or the birthplace like uh, i was born in this city so i probably have some special pre- uh, preference or bias towards this city but it was not really my choice but maybe i still identify it with it so mm-hmm. is it really our identity i think even though it's not our choice be- because it is inevitably imposed on us it, it, yeah mm-hmm. it definitely is seeded into our memory and hence becomes our identity you know going deeper into that like i was thinking okay let's say in an hypothetical situation where all this wasn't there okay actually not even hypothetical if we go back for a long period like thousands of years back we didn't have countries so we didn't have borders or uh, caste or, or all these things let's say we were cavemen maybe we would be identified just by the tribe and that probably would be the only thing and let's say if you strip away even that you're like somehow got lost and you're the lone tribesman you don't have anything to associate with and if like if you know those people were travelers like they wouldn't stick to one place because agriculture wasn't developed yet they were just hunters so i was thinking what would be their sense of identity i'm trying to be that person and trying to think how i would what introduce would you use? my yeah how i would introduce myself as to another being given a chance like what would i say about me i think it's still just a collection of my experiences whatever i've seen throughout the years yeah that's what i mean to say right there's not much over there so if you don't take on these things as your identity really what is you besides a collection of your experiences cuz like for example the the situation you spoke of it, you would have a tribal identity or from where you started off or something where you were born maybe that place you would kind of be able to describe mm-hmm. maybe you would go back to that or try to look for it again in your adulthood since you are hunter gatherer and moving all the time mm-hmm. you know through the seasons and through the years and everything but mm-hmm. you would have a name you would there would be a sound that they would call you with and maybe you would use that as your uh, you know identification I mean this is again like in terms of a social context right that to yeah. differentiate between person A and person B you mm-hmm. have a sound that you you make and everybody knows who is being referred to yeah yeah and even though there's that thing about you know whether a name really matters as long mm-hmm. as you're able to identify uh, like to quote from Shakespeare what's in a name that which we call a rose by any other word would smell as sweet oh i've definitely heard so, that Yeah so i mean it always makes me think that does it really matter what one person's name is or what we name something but there's an interesting thing i came across mm-hmm. here which is only specific to the eastern cultures okay. i think uh i'm not sure where i came across it but some you know from some video or something i learned that i i mean i never realized this before but if you look at most cultures around the world their names either mean nothing or is it's some reference to some religious personality or uh entity from the stories or something but specifically i think it's specific to india mm-hmm. that the names always mean like a lot of names the majority mm-hmm. of them are adjectives they mean some quality or something mm-hmm. and the reason they name people that way is because that the word that you'll hear the most throughout your life most likely is your name and so the idea is by listening to that again again that quality kind of imbibes oh. itself in you yeah so you know if somebody's name meant mm. uh brave you keep hearing that again and again all throughout your life and kind of or if someone's name meant very mm. calm and very 
tranquil but you know like the same what about the names of things does it really apply to that and again like you know when i was kind of thinking about that and checking mm-hmm. that out i came across this thing about sanskrit language and not that i'm any kind of expert in it or mm-hmm. something but apparently they name things based on the kind of feeling or vibe you get from that like for example the word for water or the word for bliss uh in this case i think it's anand so the sound that you make to refer to it and what you hear or what it produces in your body mm-hmm. based on that they name it it's not just like a random word or historical or you know like not like it's it there is some science behind it and since i didn't know much of what it could mean or didn't realize it at the time i kind of equated it to that resonant frequency concept that we learn in physics mm-hmm. uh where each object has a resonant frequency at which if you start cause its vibration to amplify like crazy and uh, yeah i don't know it's it's <laughs> i think we went off into like a crazy tangent there but what do you think <laughs> yeah. about that yeah i mean although i kind of knew it because we we as indians would keep hearing those names and we i think at most of the times we would know what it means i never really thought about that like compared it with other names which had only like historical references or doesn't mean anything yeah, at all yeah but yeah that's really damn interesting so this kind of reminds me about uh, a quote i had heard long back uh, which is about identity and like it kind of has three forms that it takes so one is uh, if you're talking about yourself so one is what you think about yourself the other is what others think about you and finally what you truly are and i think like that what you truly are that part is it's kind of subjective like whom are you asking that if you are asking any other person except the person that you are defining it would be the second part which is what others think about you if you are asking the person that you are referring to it would be what he thinks about himself hmm i don't know like i always thought that is more personality than identity but now you made me think in that direction <laughs> wait so do you see those two as a divergent uh, characteristic yeah, yeah. Like, i i would say the second question what you asked is more like personality and uh, maybe the third one what we truly are kind of to be mm-hmm. a little more closer to identity but again that could have different nuances right because like i always feel like all people the core is the same like human mm-hmm. consciousness and humans are the same but it's just that the outer shell Uh, or like the flavor or color of life that you've taken on based on your experiences based on where you were born and you know your the the experiences that you surround yourself with your past and your memories and everything mm-hmm. that kind of forms the shell which makes each of us differ from each other but what we truly are if i had to kind of uh, define that i would say it's something which is similar for everyone like the core structure is the same uh you know the fundamental skeleton of human consciousness and human body and everything is the same is just that what we form as a psychological reality we start assuming is the existential reality mm-hmm. like it's it's the only reality we start assuming and then we try to think that okay like everyone has a different truth to them which which i don't know it doesn't sound it doesn't sound right to me but see you yourself told that we have some core say system which is common among all of us and mm-hmm. uh, there's another layer of maybe personality or whatever it is that you want to call that defines the person is that what you're saying yeah kind of not defines the person but that's what i mean that's what i would say is the what others think of you kind of that answers that question 
Okay. Actually, that brings, uh, like, I just thought about this question now because you mentioned this. Let's say a person thinks about himself as, say, calm or whatever, like anything. Now, let's say a huge bunch of people other than himself think something differently about that person. But those huge number of people, they all agree on the same characteristic. Like he is that kind of person. But that actual person is not, uh, does not think that he is that person. So what is the true identity? Is it the one that everyone else thinks that he is or the one that he thinks that he is, which is different from both? But I would say like characteristics, I don't know if I qualify them as identity, but it's interesting. I mean, I'm actually thinking about it and I feel like maybe kind of actions speak louder than words and what you actually do is how you seem to people. So if it's a characteristic, I feel like third person observers are better judges of that. Uh, instead of the kind of things that you can make yourself believe about you mm. or anybody else. But but let me ask you, uh, you know, something else over here. Like, can can one live without an identity? I want to kind of go into that. Like, do you really need to identify with anything at all? And again, I'm asking in the context of all these things that I mentioned, right? Like, we spoke about the identity, the first basic identity of having a name, and then your larger social identity and familial identity and national identity and stuff like Mm -hmm. can we live without that or do you feel like it's kind of like a safety security cover to have for a person and without that like let's say you were born and you had nothing to define you Mm -hmm. you know you just woke up one day and you were on an island and there was literally like nothing or not even an island just some random place Mm -hmm. and there was nothing that really distinguished you from others or really or we didn't make note of those things you know Mm-hmm. Would that be fine or would that person be super like lost in life in the beginning at least? Like there's nothing defining you. It it almost feels like a fear of unknown kind of a thing. So what do you think about that? Do you do we need an identity or can one live without an identity? Okay. Uh so I would say in this day and age we definitely need an identity, I guess, because I think over the years we've evolved to be a social animal. Like we kind of have to mingle in order to survive and if you are among other people, we definitely would have identities. So, yes. But I'm trying to imagine a world, like just like you said, where there's no identity and like you just randomly wake up and there's nothing to identify yourself with. I'm seeing how, how that would play out. It, it definitely feels like some sci-fi movie. Exactly, right? Uh-huh. It's interesting to see the consequences. But I, I actually kind of found it interesting that you said in this day and age, because really, I feel like it's something that really doesn't matter whether it's this age, day and age or not, right? And okay, again, if we go back to that, you said it's man is a social animal. So that's what I'm trying to ask. Like, if what is the significance of your identity? Is it beyond a social context or is it just to make things easier? Like, for example, you have an age, you have a name, you have all those other details that identify you, mm-hmm. that tell us, okay, this is the person that we're referring to. But that's mm-hmm. just to help the social context, right? It's It's more to be able to identify who has gotten vaccinated and who hasn't or or yeah. where is this person from like other mm-hmm. things like that that help us manage the world better mm-hmm. but in terms of an existential reality like what do you really think is the significance of having an identity beyond a social context or is there one hmm. don't you think to answer that like we kind of have to truly understand what identity means because when i'm trying to strip down all these identities that we have in inevitably inherited I'm again going back to those. But okay, exactly, right? So so that's what I'm saying, right? Like we don't, I feel like in answering these questions itself, we'll be answering what is oh, identity because we can't really yeah, put a yeah. finger on it on, yeah. So 
Okay, so what's your thought on Cayman? Let's go back to him. He doesn't have any social construct, at least not yet. Um, like they're wandering off in the wild. They are hunters. Like they move every single day. Yeah, I actually feel honestly the answer to both. Like that's why I said I don't think it's this day and age. Uh, I honestly feel that it really doesn't have any value beyond uh, social context. Mm-hmm. Like if if other than that you ask me to identify myself, I really wouldn't have much to say. And that's why I feel like the core structure of humans is the same across people. And I don't mean just the physical structure. Like this psychological reality that we take on and the thoughts and emotions and everything we think of every day is really more like a psychological thing. But other than that, like all humans are the same. Like for example, that person who, you know, gets into a plane and makes it crash and gives up his life for some cause, he's identified with a particular cause and a particular nation, a particular religion or something. And that's why he's so keen to defend his identity from something else or fight against another identity but beyond that like if you and me were born in that uh, age and day and had those experiences and had those influences and that education uh, what what is taught to those kind of folks we would pretty much feel if you were genuine enough and had that much integrity we'd probably do the same thing so you get what i mean like i'm saying that that action is defined by the identity and that identity is something taken on it's not something you're born with and beyond that, I don't think there is any identity. Which mm-hmm. also kind of brings me to my next question. Is it divisive? Like, is having an identity the only, in that social context, the only thing it really does is divide you from someone else, like an Indian from an American, a Hindu from a Christian, or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, a black person from a white person. And the way you identify, it only creates more barriers and more walls in the world. Like, uh, to quote Tagore, narrow domestic walls. But what yeah. I mean to say is, like, is there anything better than that? Or, like, does it do any good? Ah, oh, man. You, you directly poked into my view <laughs> about, uh, basically about identity. identity. So I've thought about this, like, with borders, it separates us. Language, again, separates us. Caste, like, uh, all these things. Uh, all those right. are the separators. But even I wanted to see, okay, I mean, apart from giving us a sense of belonging with the people who share the same identity, like what else does it provide on top of that? Yeah, I think that's one place where we agree probably (laughs) out of all things. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And funnily in my mind, I actually thought of like, doesn't I, just now, like I suddenly thought of, Mm -hmm. does an animal have an identity? Because all this social context is probably not there, right? Mm. I still think it kind of does because... Uh, have you seen that great science debate where Richard Dawkins tells about that c- uh, cuckoo's nest? Yep, yep. Um, and I think if anyone's really interested in these kind of things, go check out the great science debate on YouTube. And it's really, it's really fun, especially where Neil deGrasse Tyson and Richard Dawkins are speaking. At least my favorite parts, and I think Suraj would agree. <laughs> yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, yeah. You were saying. Yeah, so uh, the example that Richard Dawkins gives and uh, even without the complexities uh, complexities of that cuckoos, like how it chooses where to lay the eggs, I think animals still have some... No, but some, we're talking on an individual level, right? Not like a species identity. No, no, no. I am talking about individual uh, identity okay. itself. Like They still go back to the sameness that, that they had started with. And... Um, like even even if you think about a lion, like they hunt, they um, gather food and come to its own uh, son or daughter. It's yeah, it's kind. So again, it kind of comes back to the memory question. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay, I think we kind of uh, drifted off in between over there. So I wanted to ask you about the same uh, caveman thing. But when you told that when we are stripped down from all the identities that we have inherited, there's nothing much. But don't you consider the experiences that the caveman would have gained over the years, like has kind of defined his identity and the behavior that he showed for those experiences that has defined its identity? Don't you think it, it is of some value to him at least? Yeah, for sure. It's of some value. But like, you know, what I was trying to say is, uh, at least in my opinion, so I feel like the identity goes beyond the shell, but the memories just form the shell. That's what I'm trying to say. Like the identity, if if someone were to ask me, like, what is the identity? I would, I feel like there's no more meaning beyond uh, what we spoke about. Mm -hmm. But the core I'm referring to is beyond that. Like it's beyond the memories. The memories are just the shell. And the kind of life you've taken on. But beyond that, the core identity is just human, which is same to everyone. I mean, that's what I, I, I would say. Okay. So whatever you're defining it as core, like, don't you think it's it's just our DNA that you're talking about? Because, yeah, like the human yeah. consciousness. Yeah, yeah. So basically our hardware, like we are all encoded with at least some amount of common DNA, which makes us us. Yeah, like the hardware and the electricity, the okay. life force, what I mean. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, so I have another thought experiment. It's kind of similar to Ship of Theseus, but with humans. So let's say we both are uh, in a hospital and like there's been an experiment conducted on us where a doctor removes one cell, one brain cell from my brain and replaces that with yours. And he keeps on doing that. You get where I'm going with this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, d- do you think there is any point in which, like, I start becoming you and you start becoming me? I don't know. Honestly, actually, like, when you spoke about the brain uh, mm-hmm. thing also, like, for me, I don't. the reason I don't agree with that, if you could remap the exact neurological structure and you would create a brain, I don't agree with that, is because I feel like the complexity of what is happening there is beyond the physical. I don't feel, uh, I mean, I don't think that it's only the physical characteristics that's defining what's happening there. I, I feel like it's a little more than that because if by studying the physical characteristics, we would have been able to figure it out. I think by now we kind of would have. Maybe I'm wrong about that part, but um, that's the reason I feel that it's not entirely just about physical. So I don't think that that would happen. I don't think that you would become me or I would become you. Mm-hmm. But because I think... Uh, yeah, I don't think it's only that the fact that I feel like that's more like just the framework. It's not really what is uh, holding what is you or what is me. But I don't know if if it is those memories, then like I said, if the core is the same and if you take your shell and, you know, put it in my body, then I guess it would it would mean that I would become you or I would start thinking like you or have your memories and stuff. So yeah, okay. I guess that's a that's a question that probably can't be answered. <laughs> okay but yeah i mean like uh, as i mentioned before like uh i believe that we can do that i mean g- given the technology like i don't think we are there yet because it's incredibly complex to map it but just because we are not there yet i don't think uh we won't be do it uh, we won't be able to do it ever uh but yeah w- what i wanted to know was do you also think that if we just think about us like if you think that me, it, it, it's me who's thinking about me. If you start thinking about it deeply, some people don't realize that 
uh, I mean, okay, if you ask many people, they where is your skeleton? Like they will say it's inside of me, but actually, it's outside of you. All this arm, your flesh, your skeleton, even your skull, is just protecting you, which is inside, which is actually the brain. Have you thought about that? Yeah, and yeah, actually, it is. It is, uh, you know. I mean, it is one way we could take the identity perspective. It is just an extension that you gather as you're growing up. Like when you were born, you didn't have the body parts. I mean, you did, but it wasn't like as grown, and you didn't weigh this much. So, is there a you that is really separate from the body? And I think, yeah, there is. That's why. That's why I feel like it's not just physical. You get what I mean? That consciousness. It. It's not like. It's not some switch that goes on when you arrange. all these cells in the way it's arranged in our brain i don't think that's what's happening there okay. it's a part of it but it's not like okay if i arrange all these things in this way in the lab suddenly the switch of consciousness will turn on i don't mm-hmm. think that's what there is that's why that's why i mean that like 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 what you said right you are actually going to that conclusion itself if you say it's just an extension it's it's my body and my arms and my legs it's not really me then what is you hmm So what I mean to say is like, where do you draw the line, right? If you're saying, okay, this is just my arm and this is just my hair and this is just my legs, where do you draw the line of what is only supposed to be some kind of a static, uh, you know, mechanical thing? So why not go all the way to your brain as well? Even that is just a physical thing, right? It is. It may not really be you. What part of you is actually you is your consciousness, and the rest is just your physical body that is needed to, you know. continue with your day to day life like the manifestation of all your actions has to be physical but what is you is your consciousness which i feel is beyond the physical uh, at least from what i don't know some instinct and some reading and some trying to make sense of it okay yeah i mean i feel that this is the part where i don't agree with you because uh, we we still see we know so much about the brain and uh, we can kind of map those functions like whatever we experience or like whatever inputs we get and whatever outputs we do uh, we can k- kind of map it and we are not there at definitely but uh, we can i believe that we can uh, map it completely but regarding your question on where do we draw the line i feel that that line is drawn where our brain is we can actually think of this as another thought experiment where i remove just my brain and i put it inside your skull now although i have the outer body of pratham it's still me it's still suraj who is inside the skull of pratham that's why i feel the identity is limited to brain but if i try to reduce the radius of the line that i draw and chop off a just tiny part of my brain and then say because you were saying that even brain is physical and there is something more than just the brain which defines us like i'll try to chop off just a small part of my brain then maybe my memory or my speech or whatever it is that part of it goes i i don't think i would be me because i i lose a tiny part of my memory and if we are buying into the idea that like we are made out of memories that we have accumulated over the years yeah i think the brain is where i draw the line and i have seen before we say like i saw this documentary where there was this person who had met with an accident and some part of his brain was injured and he had forgotten every single thing like he ha- he actually had a wife he had a i don't know son or a daughter and uh, he didn't know anything about it he didn't know about his school parents nothing he he didn't know his job 
like i think he was an electrical engineer or something like he couldn't remember uh, any of those and later when he was told about all those things like he was surprised that he even had that knowledge so when i was just seeing him and uh, seeing how he answers those questions so i think after the accident when he woke up in that hospital it was exactly like what you described earlier where let's say you wake up in a entirely different strange land like there's no borders no religion not nothing zero and how do you identify yourself uh, and that's when i started thinking uh, more about memories so i just wanted to tie another aspect of it to memories so this is one such uh, example yeah for sure that is uh, something to think about but but don't you think again like okay so let's say if there is a part of your identity that goes beyond the social context mm-hmm. then it would uh, you know because again here when you're saying you he had a child and a wife and everything mm-hmm. it again relates to the larger world right your yeah, position your position in it your situation in it and stuff and uh, yeah but yeah i think we can't really answer if it if it doesn't if it falls beyond that context but let me actually uh, you know kind of give something away from that context like not the social context and not your everyday life and stuff mm-hmm. and i think i want to quote this from uh, a poem of walt whitman i'm just going to read it out because it's a little long mm-hmm. so it goes something like o me o life of the questions of these recurring of the endless trains of the faithless of cities filled with the foolish what good amid these o me o life the answer that you are here that life exists an identity that the powerful play goes on and you may contribute to us that the powerful play goes on and you may contribute to us and i think that's also there in that movie that poet society again and he reads out this i mean he says this out and then he looks at one of the students and he's like what will your verse be well what i wanted to highlight is here he's talking of an identity in terms of the human race right mm. and the powerful play goes on is like the history of all things we do as people as humanity goes on and what can you contribute to it like what will what you as an identity or an entity mm-hmm. can do that will contribute to that or that will take it in a different direction what verse would you write and that also kind of brings me to a question i had like could we in the future have a planetary identity that we would think in terms of i hail from earth or that's where i come from then that line the powerful play goes on and you may contribute to us i actually am rethinking about that word may it's it's not that he didn't say that we should or we must or anything like that we have the opportunity to contribute to us and what worse would it be what worse would i do it personally that's a really deep thought for i would say for our life yeah as what sure. we leave behind and regarding that planetary identity if we ever be a space faring civilization or if we ever encounter an alien life would we don upon ourselves the identity of earthlings that we do not know then yeah i think definitely because i think even there it kind of creates a border between earth and let's say we discover martians and so it is mars we definitely would acquire a new identity just like we have when borders were made mm. 
<laughs> so yeah, I would definitely think so. Yeah, I think Earthlings for sure, and but still, again, it's just an extension of our geographic yeah. identities now in terms of on the planet to mm-hmm. from which planet. But the reason I kind of brought in the poem is because it kind of teaches you to think in terms of the identity of humanity and not any mm-hmm. other identity. That as humans, what we're capable of, what our consciousness is capable of, and mm-hmm. what we can do. And maybe ident- being identified with that is, uh, you know, sufficient and necessary. But yeah, I think basically for me, uh, you know, the identity is only useful or like we discussed how it, it doesn't do any good or is it mostly just for usefulness of running society. So for me, it's like when your identity is cosmic or in other words, you identify with everything. Mm-hmm. Or in other words, when you don't identify mm. with anything at all. Because you see how your identity is, it almost like divides, right? See, when I say me, this is basically my body and that is your body. Or it's different from, it basically is kind of defining a boundary, like all mm. physical things do. And so when you say your identity is Indian, it's basically the border of India. And so if you take on a cosmic identity, that is you identify with each and everything. In other words, you're not really identifying mm-hmm. with anything at all you feel everything is kind of like yourself. So it will prevent conflict also. And uh, yeah, I mean, like, you know, you, I mean, that's what is traditionally thought of as gaining the ultimate enlightenment where you've kind of become one with everything. Mm. I don't know how how much you will relate to that, but uh, I can actually kind of try to put it in this one Mm -hmm. quote that I read. And it went like, it's actually quite opposite to what we've been discussing in the way of we were discussing how you come from a certain place and you would identify yourself that way. And even in terms of the caveman example mm-hmm. that you brought in, right? It was like, okay, at least you started off in this place and you mm-hmm. would have a name and, you know. But but with respect to that place thing, uh, the quote goes like this. If I ever found a place that I belong, that in itself would be an identity crisis for me. So what it's trying to say is if I found like a home or like a mm-hmm. place that I belong to, I would consider that as an identity crisis because I want Mm. to be everywhere or travel everywhere and connect to everything and relate to everything. And for me, that's what I would try to conclude this with that, you know, a cosmic identity or no identity itself is a more liberating thought and a better experience of life. What do you think? For sure. I think it was Einstein who told like, Maybe now we are fighting over all these religions and uh, caste and all the things that we have made up for ourselves. But in the end, we would have a cosmic religion. And I think that would be the ultimatum. And yeah, I think whatever you said definitely resonates with that. Yeah, I think that's what finally matters to me. Uh, I think like the significance of the whole of the topic we're discussing on identity finally comes down to a kind of cosmic identity if you look outside of that social context. Yeah, I think we started over that ship of Theseus and we spoke about so many different things yeah. and finally arrived at like a cosmic identity. So true. And I think even for me, like this was, of all the episodes that we've done, I think this is one of the most intriguing of them all. Especially when we discussed about uh, stripping down all the identities that we have inevitably inherited due to social or political constructs. Like, what are we left with then? Like, Do we still have some identity, if any? 
and then finally how having no identity or having relating with everything or everyone is kind of becoming like the cosmic identity so that that definitely was very like extremely thought provoking for me yeah cool thank for me as well so on that note we'll end it here and uh, feel free to leave your thoughts and comments down below if you're on youtube if you're listening to us on other platforms like google podcast apple podcast or spotify you can definitely reach out to us on instagram at curiosphere so thanks for tuning in and have a good one